Sometimes life feels out of our control. We get stuck in trauma, old patterns, and change feels out of reach. Sometimes it feels like fate. We want to help you break out of old, unhelpful patterns and become healthier. We're fate resilience, taking control of the outcome. With licensed therapists, Jennifer Oxford, Taylor Madsen, Haley Mayer. Okay, so today we're going to talk about um, our first kind of section of post-traumatic growth um, disorder. I said kind of, sorry, I should have didn't say that. You're today we're... say kind of, it's okay. <laughs> but it's not. I like to say you, you can say it. I say, I say kind of when I'm like wanting to be less aggressive, but it's mm. not what I really mean. <laughs> I want to be aggressive, so I don't. So today we're going to follow up with more um, of our post-traumatic growth topic. We're going to be talking about self-discovery and what that means as part of starting into the post-traumatic growth transformational process. And so one of the things that I would say about this first step is really the idea of getting your bearings. So we can agree that trauma comes from an out of control place. Um, often you feel out of control and very disoriented after trauma happens again, because we're not returning to no normal. We are dealing with a new normal and, and, and having to make a lot of adjustments. And so that idea of how do I get my bearings? How do I figure out who I am in this new normal is a big part of of moving into post-traumatic growth and so self-discovery understanding what are my values which ones still work for me that can be really important and a part of something we can rely on and are there ones i need to reevaluate and start looking at developing a, an adjusted definition of of who i see myself as who i see the world as and and how i value things um, that might have been affected by my trauma I like with what you're discussing too, it's taking that internal inventory of what's kind of the idea of what's left, right? What's left, what hasn't been challenged, what has been challenged and what do we want to evolve? And it's that idea of saying like, I'm not just going to assume, well, like we talked about last time, returning to the new normal, quote unquote, normal, right? Um, is yeah, that I will say I hate the word normal, but I know I don't know the other word that I, I know the using. new the new normal, the new everyday day to day. Um, but I think when it comes to that whole concept, it's the idea of just like we said, returning to a new, comfortable, safe, balanced life. Right, returning to a new balance might be a better one. Um, and I think with self discovery, the great thing about it is that it is about stating. Where do we want to see that happening? What resources do we want to see being used for that? What ones did we use that we liked? And we can internalize and say, okay, let, I love that. Let's keep using it. What ones did we realize maybe after trauma? I'm not saying we need to always avoid all things that have instigated trauma. I know a lot of people that they were... <laughs> just thinking of a very lighthearted example. Um, I once I once went on a cruise. And I was there during a storm and the last day of the cruise was awful. Like they ran out of ginger ale on the boat. Like it was oh, bad. No. so many people were sick. They ran out of that. Half the, so half the people who were working the cruise ship were also below deck all day sick in their cabins. Oh, so they couldn't, wow. it was so bad on our last day. Um, this was years ago. And I still have a bit of PTSD from cruise ships. The idea of going on a cruise ship, that feeling of being stuck 
I was so ready to just be like, I'll take my chances in the water. Get me off this thing, right? That was oh your that was your limbic brain, Haley, yeah, trying I to know. help you survive. They weren't they weren't letting us on the deck because it was so bad. Like no one was allowed outside. It was just bad. So, bottom line, you know, a new normal. I have friends who they also went on this cruise ship, and they're those kind of people who like go on cruise ships and they enjoy it, and that's their vacation. You know, for them, some of them had to take some time away from doing that. Because for them, that was no longer a thing they considered a calming vacation type of thing. Again, lighthearted example of a trauma still was pretty traumatic, right? Um, we weren't worried for our safety. It was just, we were so miserable. miserable and sick. Yeah. And so with this kind of a thing, we're talking about returning to new normal. We're talking about taking an, in, in, an internal inventory, knowing what we like, what we don't like. These kinds of things happen after some therapy after some working on things, after some little exposure therapy of doing smaller things, a lot of people are able to return back to what they liked. I like the example of a cruise ship because mm-hmm. I get my sea legs. Sorry. I still don't have my voice. <laughs> the sea I, witch who gave him the sea legs exactly. took it away. <laughs> I get my sea legs really easily. Like there's there's no transition for me from going from land to a ship. However, when I get off of a cruise... I will fall over in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> It takes me a long time to get my left legs back. And there are people that experience this going through trauma when they get into that chronic stress, when they get into that really difficult situation. They might feel like they're thriving. Maybe they are thriving. They, they adapt to it really well. But once the chronic stress is removed, they suddenly have a very difficult time getting back to whatever the routine needs to be again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the one of the things about kind of getting your bearings and understanding where you are is this idea of locating yourself. How do I feel about things now? So a common thing I see is um, under the value of family and connection. Sometimes trauma involves a family member. It can involve the loss of a family member. It can be that a family member was unsafe. And as you're starting to move forward, you need different boundaries around your family. And that is when I see a lot of people just try and avoid shifting their boundaries around their family versus saying, my boundary is actually healthy relationships. And I can define it it, that my family who I have a healthy relationship with is someone I want to engage with and enjoy. But if it's an unhealthy relationship, I can give myself permission to say, even if it's a family member, this is a shift. But we have to get really honest with ourselves about those kind of situations. Yeah, I think, I think part of it too is there's a, there's a section of grieving and mourning that happens because like we said, what was, sorry, what's the title of the step again? Self-discovery. Uh, self-discovery. I think uh, there isn't, there's a portion of grief and mourning when it comes to self-discovery as well, especially after a trauma. Cause like with the cruise ship, we didn't, it wasn't because we made a bad mistake or we did anything to bring this upon ourselves. It wasn't even because the captain went to the wrong place. It just happened. I didn't forget your sacrifice to Poseidon. No, we, we, we totally did that. No, but I think it was one of those things where, um, you know, with trauma, it's not, you know, we're looking at it, whether it be caused by you or not, bottom line, you don't deserve trauma, right? Um, but with the grieving process, the coming back from it, I think that when it comes to self-discovery, that's an important thing to recognize is that 
there might be a period of feeling of loss that you no longer can be the same self you were before, that you can't go back to just what you want to do. I just finished a book. Um, Taylor and I have talked, you know, we are big Brandon Sanderson fans. And um, one of the books that just came out is about, you know, a girl who goes off and does this. Yeah. A girl that goes off and does this, you know, adventure thing. And part of it was like, she, it actually talks about, she had originally kind of like princess bride and the idea of like the person she cared about was taken away, but this one's about her going off and actually trying to find the person. She realizes when she was there in the very beginning of the book, she was a different person than the one she ended with. And there was a period that she wasn't just like, oh, good, that person sucked anyways. I didn't really want to be that person. There was a period of mourning for her that she going through, like there was some trauma events that happened. She was able to look at it and say, okay, I'm not the same person. That kind of makes me sad because that was someone I really, you know, enjoyed being. I was happy in the time, but now I'm someone else and I feel better about, you know, where I'm at now and I feel good about it and I'm okay with that, right? And so I think part of the self-discovery is it's okay to recognize that that person I once was before the trauma, before these things happened, I couldn't have control over. It's okay that person is someone that I can put on the, the bench right now, right? And that this new person I am now, having gone through this experience and overcoming these things, it now looks like this and it looks different than I thought it ever would, but I'm okay with that. But it's okay that it also brings up some feelings, right? One of the things I love about that example, Haley, is, is that this idea of knowing who I was in the past, who I am now, and understanding that it's okay that they're different, mm-hmm. um, but I can see them both clearly. I can see how it benefited benefited me to be who I was in the past and how it benefits me now to make some of these adjustments is a really important part of self-discovery because if we're in that place where we just uh I'm gonna if we go back to fear words like I feel entitled or obligated to be who I was in the past or I resent the the fact that I can't be those it keeps us stuck and it moves us into a negative transformation versus a positive growth place. And so it's really important to see those different aspects of self and understand who you are now and accept that this is part of your process. My favorite metaphors for, and I should wait till next week and maybe I have a voice. Um, One of my favorite metaphors for post-traumatic growth and and the self-discovery piece in particular is where cold comes from. Um, Stars take hydrogen and they combine them into helium and hydrogen and helium combine into lithium and you have heavier and heavier elements until eventually you get to iron. And iron doesn't produce as much energy. It produces less energy than it takes to make. So eventually the star collapses and you have a supernova. And in that last moment, as the star is collapsing into itself, you have this one final burst of energy and it creates all these heavier elements before you have this massive explosion. It's the most explosive, most violent thing in the universe. That's where gold comes from. And it's flung out across the universe. And eventually these elements coalesce into a planet. But the gold isn't just lying out on the surface for us. Um, In the Amazon, how they get gold is they take really high-powered hoses and they wash down the bank of the Amazon into mud. And they collect this mud and they keep washing the mud down and down until they have rocks and then they melt the rocks down in high, high heat. And then they have gold. And so to get gold, it takes violent process after violent process until we finally have gold. And 
post-traumatic stress, or not post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic growth is a lot like that. We go through things that we didn't think we could survive. And we learn more about ourselves, about how patient we can be, how kind we can be, how outgoing we can be. And we just learn a lot about what we're made of. And maybe we weren't made of those things to begin with, kind of like stars weren't made of gold to begin with. Uh, but we were afterwards kind of like that story about trust that you were saying, Haley. Mm -hmm. As you say that, I just reflect on an area for me of where I've actually gone through a couple different transformations. So I remember I've talked a little bit in the past about getting bullied a lot as a kid for being overweight. And that was something where I built a lot of resilience and saw myself as I, I gained compassion and empathy and, and more of a um, ability to understand um, difficulties, which moved me into the career of being a therapist. And I, I was able to see a lot of growth from moving past that trauma of the bullying in childhood. But I then I moved through another transition of as I, I eventually started to be able to work on my health and I, I was very afraid to leave behind um, uh, being overweight. I thought it was going to actually somehow take something away from me. But as I've worked on my health, I've seen that this is just another part of my process that I needed. I needed to have a period of space where I could honor the body that was carrying me through this life and then be in a place where with peace and joy, I could start to work with my body to create the healthiest opportunity possible. And so when we look at that growth process, again, coming from landmarks and being able to say this moved me to this, that moved me to this and I'm okay with it. Um, and I know everyone, as you go through your life, you can look back and say, one of the reasons I decided maybe to do this in my career, or I decided to partner with this person, or I decided to try this adventure is because of something that happened in the past that moved me towards some of those experiences that move us deeper into our identity, like we talked about in the last episode. You know, a lot of times um, we ask ourselves, what's wrong with us? Um, if we stop and say, like, well, I'm going through this and it's hard to accept that we're in survival mode, like we were talking about in the last podcast, that you don't get into post-traumatic growth until after the trauma, right? Post, after. Um, if we can switch into that mindset about other people, there's this great quote by Ram Das. It says, when you go out into the woods, <laughs> actually, I'm going to have you read it, Amy. Here, yeah. When you go out into the woods, just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Ram Das, they will. Sorry, when you go out into the woods and you look at the trees, you see all the different trees, and some of them are bent, and some of them are straight, and some of them are evergreens, and some of them are whatever. And you look at the trees and you allow it. You see why it is the way it is. You sort of understand that you don't get enough light, so it turned that way. You don't get all the emotion. You don't get all emotional about it. You just allow it. You appreciate the tree. The minute you go near, you get near humans, you lose all that. And you are constantly saying you are to this, or I am to this. The judgment mind comes in. And so I practice turning people into trees, which means appreciate them just the way they are. I really like that quote. And I think that's a good example of the self-compassion that really helps us move into self-discovery yeah. because when we have big expectations and when we are so, um, when we shame ourselves, 
that we're going to transform into something different than we were. It will keep us stuck in an unhealthy way versus appreciating that what what happens to me is okay if it train changes me just like the amount of sunlight could change a tree or the amount of water could change vegetation Mm -hmm. the amount of stress and coping will change who you are i love the fact that it's just it is just what it is right we don't have to i think we as therapists especially we get wordy and behind the scenes something you you don't hear us doing in the podcast so much but we talk about like how do we how do we simplify this how do we make it so that anyone can just listen and hear and understand and sometimes we want to explain so much why things are the way they are right like someone has a dream and the first thing that they do in my office is saying what does it mean interpret it and i'm like okay last i checked i gave away my you know magical incantation to know exactly what your dreams were but um and it's just about the idea of saying why can't you just accept that it is what it is why why do we need to make it into it must mean this or it must look like this and I think it's just simply that idea of, especially with the tree, I like how it says, like, you see it twisted in one way and it's like, well, it must not have gotten sun that way. So it went a different way. Right. Or you see a part of it is no longer producing fruit. And it's like, oh, well, you know, it just isn't producing fruit anymore. There was a fruit fly. It just is the way it is. Right. And it's the idea of saying, you know, for us as people, we try so hard to make it a science of how do I interpret exactly what's going on. And we need to, in fact, pull away from that and state more, how do I just understand what's happening? Look at it and say, it is what it is and just accept that and then be more mindful in the moment of it. I I love that. I agree with all of those things. And I want to connect that to one part of self-discovery that is very important for anyone who's experienced trauma. So part of how we experience the world, the whole world is through our physical body. And because our body is catching rhythms and patterns and all those things, and it's trying to help us through, we have trauma that affects the way our body functions. In fact, some people may have even gone into defense mechanisms and those kinds of things um physically and so part of self-discovery is being willing to without judgment discover how your body responds without saying how it quote unquote should respond Mm -hmm. and as you start from that place of this is how it responds isn't that interesting right and allowing it to tell you why and go through the process of explaining where it's at then eventually we can start to work with our body and the body can start to work with us and we can start to develop a relationship that moves us into healthy understanding of actually being connected to our body especially if the trauma happened in a way that we out of survival had to disconnect from our body Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, there's a workbook that I really like for post-traumatic growth. And it says in there on the embodiment section, it says, filling your sensations allows you to reclaim important information about how you better take care of your body. And notice it doesn't say doing certain things teaches you how to take care of your body, but that feeling certain things. And that is a guidebook by Ariel Swartz, um, who's a PhD But I think it's really important to recognize that listening to your body is much more important than training it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 
So if we're looking at it and adjusting again and taking that inventory of what the new, um, new balance looks like, right. What the new outlook looks like, what the new pattern of behavior, the patterns of how we're going to deal with things look like. I think just bottom line, we're just saying, especially that practice of being mindful, just acknowledge it, acknowledge what your body's needing in that moment, acknowledge what it is, and then go from there and decide how you want to accomplish that. But don't worry so much about having to understand exactly why your body's asking for that. The first step is honestly just getting those needs met and learning how to be more balanced and be comfortable and going from there. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that is a good reminder is if you are finding the process is overwhelming to you, you're probably moving too quickly and give yourself permission to slow down. Um, and again, it's not about control. It's about that relationship we're rebuilding with our body. That's why it's called self-discovery, not self-control. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Fate Resilience. We'd love to hear from you.